talking back with Pelagia. We were talking about um, project planning um, in Africa and asking about your your embassy and if the projects that they do are designed in a matter that fits African settings and you were explaining that to us. <laughs> yeah, as I said before, uh, uh, our programming, it's from both sides, from we are the mix. We are the international uh, staff and the local staff. And these are the diplomats who are representative of their government. So they carry the message from their country. They know what is their focus of their country. They know what their country wants to contribute, what the changes they want to see into our Tanzanian community. And as Tanzanian, being part of that, we are able to inform them on what are the real problems down to our communities. And so that make a mix of both. So it's not just them, it's both of us that are having the same thinking, both informing, you know, we have information from them and we get they get information from us. So we blend our ideas and our thinking. We know better our communities, we know better our people, we know better our problems. And so for them, they take it and we together help uh, creating a focus creating a, a direction for our mission strategy. And that's what we did in the first place. Can I just ask, because mm. you guys have to balance their interest and your interest, mm. right? Now let's say there's an interest whereby they don't necessarily think that's important, but you as a local Tanzanian know it's important. But you don't really, I guess the funding comes from them as well? Yes. So you guys as local um, staff know this is important. What would you do in that case to kind of receive funding to help that um, project that you believe it's, it's valuable and it's needed in the country. Because that's what we've noticed happens a lot. Like we have donors giving us money, but they don't really see that it's important to them. But we know as um, locals that it's important. Mm. And maybe if I can add to her point as well, um, maybe, you know, like if the funding is coming from out there, right? Sometimes in my research personally, I feel like for them coming to implement a specific, uh, you know, like uh, like uh, whatever they decide to fund on, they normally like use Africa as a testing area for what they think might work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, first, I want to make yeah. one thing clear: like uh, for the entire embassy, both local and international staffs, we are one. Okay. In 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 our mission, mm -hmm. we are one. We are not different. Okay. And being part of the embassy does not make me local or does not make me different from the international staff okay. we all have the same thinking we all have we are all in the same boat and we want to roll to the same direction and we all want we all have our results to achieve together both the irish people and and us as tanzanian because we are in the same ship and the second thing is there is a conflict of interest at some point as their government, they have, as we are informed by their foreign policy, their foreign policy has already highlighted what are the things that they will do in their foreign mission, what, are the, what they want to achieve in their engagement with the foreign missions abroad. So that we take, and also they are to be informed by what is the real situation in the country. So we take the country contexts, we take the reality of the country and then blend with what is in their foreign policies. We have this kind of, we call the frame of, framework of action, which is like a guideline on how we want 
on how the Irish government would want to achieve their 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 results. So your communication is two way about this. It's yeah, it's 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 Just more likely. Second, John, yeah? So you're more so you're more of you mean you do more of localization and domestication? Uh not as such. Uh-huh. I would maybe I would tell the structure on how the embassy works yeah. and how the donor funding works. Mm-hmm. Because the embassy is the representation of the government. For instance, our Irish government, Irish government in Tanzania is a representation of their government here. But they have the development section, is the development department inside their Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade, which is implementing development projects in various countries in the world, Tanzanian being one of them. And so in that, as we are developing our mission strategy, we have to we inform them that this will be the focus of the Tanzanian uh, mission, in, as in the Irish mission in Tanzania. This will be the focus, and these are the real problems. So even when you go to the Irish embassy in Malawi, Irish embassy in Ethiopia, they also have their own different focus, but we are all informed by one structure, one umbrella, one framework of action, and one foreign policy. So that's how we work. In, uh, in, in, uh, uh, I'll, I'll have something to say about uh, uh, the donor funding uh, yeah. vis-a-vis the local context. Mm-hmm. I, I would say one word like co- solution co-creation. There shouldn't be uh, like the, the, the funding organization shouldn't be having something in mind of what they want to achieve. But in partnership with the people of the country, with the, with the, with the leadership of the country, they want to look at, at the issues affecting the community, not what they want, but what works for the people and what can be contextualized in, in that particular country. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say that, for example, if we have some policies uh, done by our governments, do we say, are these policies being implemented the way they are written in, in documents? Yes. So, this donor funding or these projects should be uh, responding to the needs of the people, not to their context. Because African context or Rwandan context or Tanzanian context is different from British context or island context. Yeah. So, uh-huh. what, what I have to say that there should be a partnership between the funding organizations and the local NGOs or governments to see that they're addressing the issues of our communities, not what they want, but what works for the people in the countries. Yeah, which, which is what I would tell you that this is how embassies of donor funding are operating. They're not doing on their own, they're doing through partnership with local, international and the governments of that country. So for instance, ours, we have three categories of partnership. First, we have the government. We have the funding that are going through a basket in the government. We have the fundings that are going to the UN agencies. And we have the funding that are going to the local NGO. And these local organizations are also sub-granting to the very grassroots local organization. So you can see the chain from the grassroots to towards the national level. And that is when we get to contextualize what Irish in Tanzania are doing so it's a reflection of what really works for us because we are there as Tanzanians we inform them this really works 
and we also do partner mapping. We have, we just don't wake up in the morning and say, uh, UNDP will be the great uh, partner to do with. Okay. So we say, no, in this context, let's say we want to promote media. In this context, what media organization is existing within the within within our country and what are they doing so we learn about our partners and then we come to identify and say oh maybe this partner will fit best into our mission strategy and their and their objectives suits best into into ours and then when we sit down and design a program we design a program in such a way the partner will inform us what works best and we also not rigid to say this is what we want as donors no we sit with them we design a project together we analyze all the risks that are involved we know the environment that uh, these civil societies are operating now in tanzania so we get to be informed both ways they are informed about what the donor is thinking what the donor is focus is and also what the partner think because the direct implementers they know what challenges are when they're implementing the projects so they are the ones to inform us and we you know like being flexible and say these are within the rules okay this we can adjust you know so we are being partnership is 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 a two-way so we are not very rigid as as a, as a donors we want to have partnership that works and we want to see the results we want to see the people the community in tanzania are benefiting from the funds these are taxpayers money from the from the irish from the irish country so the irish people would like to see what their money is really you know doing in tanzania and then we come up and say we we, we collect case studies these case studies are the greatest tool that inform them that their money is really doing something into Tanzania. And this is where they get interest to even do more. So that, that's what I would, I would say. Can I ask you both a question? Just moving away from the donor <laughs> into the project planners of Africa, mm. the small organizers, like the ones you work for. Mm. So money comes from the donors, foreigners, mm-hmm. or it can even come in-house from the government, yeah. let's say. Now, we, we see a lot of times in Africa, Someone will be given money, the stakeholders you are talking about, to do this project. Let's say it's five years, right? In three years, people start to notice nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. I just have to know, what do you guys do to make sure, or your reference check for the person in charge for the project, mm-hmm. how does it go? Mm-hmm. Because the notice that usually these stakeholders, mm-hmm. the local ones, are, they never achieve anything mm. usually for, for sure there's always an excuse that's going to come up and mm. secondly why is it for so long that we allow ourselves to tolerate that if money's been given for a road mm. and two years from now we don't see the road being built mm. and next thing sorry port money is missing mm. right so why is this happening and why are we tolerating it it's really like with you with the icm so you're giving this local NGOs <laughs> money don't you guys go and do like a reference check don't you is anything done a report sent to you guys after a certain period to make sure that this is done why are we falling short with our projects? Uh, we do all that. We have our partner management tool, which we track all the deliverables that partners are supposed to deliver in quarterly, on quarterly basis, uh, on, uh, uh, throughout the year. So that's the tool that we capture all the information that we need to get from our partners. Like, like let's say we've disbursed funds to, let's say, to Tanzania Media Foundation, and they already gave us their plan for the year and their budget and we approved it 
we are not very we're not doing you know the like closely monitoring yeah. like on a daily basis we let them do but we monitor from our side they have their results framework okay. they have risk matrices so we go into that they feel into those and we have partnership uh, meetings that we do and we evaluate them as as we go along as we go like they're supposed to submit maybe quarterly every after four three months and then we evaluate from that and we sit with them and say well you plan to for this this was not implemented in this you know what are you uh, what are the challenges so we sit as donor and partner and address all those challenges and but we let them do most of the you know solutions but we can be on advisory uh, side but uh, but uh, also I would say we have this tendency as as Africans I can say yes. where we don't see the value of the money that is given as donation and we we have to say that when you don't sweat for it yes. you don't see the value of it yeah. so we get a lot of fundings a lot of money that is coming but you see people are not implementing projects as are supposed to be done yeah. and also maybe we are as in designing the projects most of the let's say uh, project planners they sit on a drawing board assuming they know each and everything from the ground so they sit on the drawing board doing desk work with assumptions that they know the community better maybe they're informed by historical background maybe they're informed because they've been to the community but they fail to contextualize what are the real core problems and failure to address the root cause you will not be able to to to, to do away with the effects of the problem so you need to have to set out clearly what the root cause are and try to address the root cause so that the effect upward is also minimal but also i would say africans we should learn to be to be also very responsible to what we get as a donation or as a funding that are coming internally from 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 our governments we need to be to, to have a heart to what we are getting, to say this is ours, we are doing it for ourselves, for our children, for our grandchildren. Failure to have that, we will not be able to do it, to go anywhere because everyone wants to benefit. We have that selfishness yeah. that I want to be, to to build a nice house, we want to have many you know cars, and that thinking. If we don't we don't we don't deal with the attitude of ourselves and our people this trend will continue and also another thing i would i would say is donors in a donor perspective the aid modality also need to 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 to, to be flexible in such a way as they create their you know modality of giving aid to like african nations they also need to learn more about what are the realities of the situations in our in our communities because most of them they sit like in london they sit in new york and they create their own thing and you know they think this works best so they are thing you know they say donor aid does not bring about development as as such um what i have to say about uh, about your question is we we do promote accountable governance. Mm -hmm. We do talk about human rights and the 
democratic principles. So doing all this has to do both ends. I mean the the donors, those who are giving aid or support our projects, also the the beneficiaries of this aid. Now what we are saying, first of all, it is accountability. The accountable govern if money was given to implement a particular project then that man has to go into that particular project and i don't think that africa will always want aid we we wish we reach at some level and we get rid of aid and we start also supporting other countries in need because this aid should be addressing some of these issues so you are saying for example a five year project within three years we start noticing that there is a failure why there should be transparency and accountability to these people who are implementing these projects so what we are saying uh, as my colleague said uh, those donor funding organizations or those government they shouldn't sit in the western capitals and decide what should be done in africa but in partnership with our governments with our local ngos that are implementing these projects there should be a clear strategy and in project management we have risk management plans risk mitigation and we see if the project is being implemented there should be some time where the donors and the and the and the implementers of these projects who are the local ngos uh, local uh, governments and reflect is the aid doing what is supposed to be doing is it addressing the issues of the community then from that uh, end discussion partnership and more involvement of uh, of, of the stakeholders in, in in this aid in this aid then will help us to achieve what we want to achieve right i mean i i'm glad you all say that uh, it is not clear like i mean like uh, you find that when this donor uh, issue is there like they are like their strategy from out there is not really clear mm-hmm. and i think that is what i had asked previously mm-hmm. whereby you find that for me i think projects fail in africa because they take it as a business opportunity whereby they use africa as a uh, do i say a guinea pig so whereby <laughs> they sit in their london office and they think of hmm i think uh, maybe in development in terms of agriculture right and they think i think maybe if we come up with this i don't know some some new technology something maybe it might work or might not work so now they come to you with the idea of like we want to fund your organization because we think you people have been going through drought and all those kind of things but they have i mean that lack of transparency so they come they test their so called technology here in africa maybe it succeeds maybe it fails and they withdraw so for you you might be thinking oh maybe it i mean maybe the project failed because i don't know you are still not clear on why the project didn't fail but for them they knew they were only coming here to test like mm-hmm. to see whether i mean will it like just to test to see whether will it succeed or not so it was just like a business opportunity for them mm-hmm. and maybe to add on top of that uh, is also the aids come with a lot of conditions yeah. so those conditionalities bound us and you know when you don't have something and you are given you you you're told that you we have the solution for this we are giving you fund but we have our conditions mm-hmm. so you either take the conditions or 
live in poverty. Yeah. And you know, our communities are trying to compromise yeah. that, well, let's take this, and what, what about these conditionalities? But those conditionalities that come along with AIDS are the ones that are making us not also, you know, achieving what we want to achieve at some point, we would say. For instance, we'd say, you get, you get an aid and almost 60% of the fund is going back to their country. For instance, they tell you, when you want to buy a car for the project, you have to buy from our country. You want to buy computers, you have to buy from our countries. You know, those conditionalities. Or when you want, when we're giving you money, but we want to see, uh, like, democracy, people are, are able to, like, contest, to protest, to do what. But in reality, maybe that is not what we want to see for now. That is maybe not what we want for now. Maybe what we want for now is to first let go of politics and be and 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 and, and introduce better systems that we have that we will make our country have systems that where we will have less corruption where we will have uh, no ghost workers where we will have you know things are put in place as systems people are accountable people are transparent you know so and after that maybe maybe democracy and and freedom of speech and all that. Maybe it's not something that we want for now. But the donor comes and say, you want an aid? Here it is. But I want to see people protesting, people are able to speak, people are... But in reality, it's something that you're like, it's not. I'll give you an example. Maybe a donor comes and say, we want to improve healthcare workers, mm -hmm. or we want to improve healthcare system in Tanzania. For the past 15 years, that donor has been training and training and training healthcare workers. You know, and it reached a point a government is saying, well, you have trained enough. Now we want to put uh, like infrastructures. You have trained them, but they don't have facilities to, 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 to work yeah. with. They don't have infrastructures. So now our priorities will be like hospitals, uh, equipment and, and, and all that. But the donor will say, no, that's your job. You build hospitals you um you know buy equipment and then we will be training and it's it's not what we really want for that moment you know and you know i told you i have problem in my health care system yeah. and this is the reality of it and this is the real problem this is what we want to solve for now but you said no so you see then you are left with no option. You have to take what, what, is it's, what is offered and it's not going to yield the results that you want to, you know. So that's what we are also facing as an African country. And this is what we see. And I wish people would read a book by Dambisa Moyo's The Aid, Dead Aid, that will clearly people, African people, especially the young, will be able to understand what this aid means and what are the impact of, the, of that. And it's really a challenging, but, and it feels bad. We feel bad, you know? We are being given something that is not of a help. It's not of a solution for that moment. I, I wish they could be able to say, well, we've trained for 15 years, well, now we will do infrastructures and then we will equip and then because we've trained healthcare workers enough, they will be able to be absorbed into this. And then healthcare system will be improved. But I think that yeah. goes back to what, sorry, yeah, to what John said. Mm. That, I mean, it is all a strategy issue. Like, in, for projects to be successful, there's a strategy. So for them, they have a good strategy. Good strategy. Yes. But for us, we don't. Like, I think it's also time for us to shut our doors as one of my... <laughs> 
I think there are two schools of thoughts here. There is this aid that is coming uh, for, you know, that is practical to address uh, uh, community issues. And there is this aid that I would call political aid that has strings attached on it. And if if you are talking about these issues, we have to be honest and be clear mm. on where we are going and what we want from this. Mm. One, uh, when, when when we are talking about this state, there is there was time of colonization, mm, yes. and now we are independent countries. Mm-hmm. There should be understanding that comes from both ends. Yes. What do we need to do, and how can we do it? Mm. So, what I'm saying. Sometimes there is this tendency of uh, of uh, promoting some you know agendas mm. in some way, but what I'm saying is that people should sit together, and uh, Africa shouldn't be a testing ground because our foreign policies should be clear. What what do I need to gain from uh, island island government? What do I need from France? What do I need from Britain? What do they need from us? But not like saying that this is what we need you to do. To do yes. But let's try to build things that are that are sustainable. For example, I will take an example uh, of my country. We used to have aid. Uh, we are. It's a country that experienced genocide twenty uh, four years back. But looking at uh, how the country has been rebuilding today, eighty three percent. It is. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a national budget, so we are we are having this aid around around seven uh, around 2017, so, which means what I'm saying. Let's keep having these partnerships that are that are that, that are beneficial to both ends, but not those strings attached. But not those <laughs> strings attached. So. Uh, Maybe I would say that uh, let's have these projects that uh, that uh, citizen focused. Mm-hmm. Let's have policies. Let's have policies that are citizen focused. And where we see things are not going well during the course of implementation, let's partners, donors sit and reflect how and see the lessons learned and do the decision making mm-hmm. that is appropriate yes. to. Uh, to the to the project objectives and goals, so I think this will help us to have uh, very good and successful projects in Africa. Yeah, yeah. And maybe to add on, back on the project, why are they uh, failing? For for us, for instance, as uh, as donors, uh, we might fail if we don't if we don't like do a proper selection of partners. As in, we might have a good mission strategy, we might articulate what we want to achieve, what kind of results we want, but if we fail to have proper partners, strong partners, that will be able to articulate projects, that will contribute to the results, that will be a failure on our side. And if we are not able to appraise our partners on time, on a timely basis, we will, it will also be a failure on our side as donors that we fail to implement you know to to bring to bring about changes into our community because we were not able to 
you know appraise our partner as well and also if we are not um, like uh, uh, I would say reading the environment and taking into consideration of political environment social environment cultural environment if we are being blind into that our partners will also face some difficulties in implementing projects and if we are not flexible as well as donors that will also be a very big problem and also internal capacity as an embassy internal capacity to to do partner management will also lead to the failure of as an embassy to del to deliver what they say they will deliver in the in their mission strategy so we work around uh, strengthening our uh, our staff capacity into managing partners well we work along very good choice of partners we are on a daily basis learning the environment the civic space we are learning about political environment we are learning about uh, maybe the climate change uh, like you know effects and impacts so we we, we we are kind of a learning organization on a daily basis and we are informed by what is happening on a daily basis so we are like not sitting there and say we already have our partners and that's it no we do a lot of things in our partner management so as an embassy if we fail to do that we will fail to deliver to our communities that we say we will deliver in our in, in, in five years that's um, final question so we can let you go <laughs> yeah. um just something that i have noticed is that let's say you do have a project and it's done what's needed is done but we realize five years from now it's not really what it's what's required of the project is not really being consistent so what would you say about maintenance of a project long after it's done how do we ensure that it's a road is built electricity is put around how do we ensure that we will keep getting electricity consistently for the next 50 years 60 so we don't really have to worry about what do you do about that uh on, in our perspective of the project there is what we call project sustainability uh most of the projects if you if you want you evaluate you find the project ends from the time the project phased out but there should be a sustainability and this sustainability has to go with the part with ownership ownership of, of the project both by the governments uh, local authorities as well as the citizens because these projects come to benefit the citizens so we have to engage uh, the citizens first of all for the project to be sustainable, it begins from planning. Yeah. And planning is the stakeholder analysis. You say, who are the primary beneficiaries of this project? Then, when you involve these primary beneficiaries, they understand what you are going to do uh, in terms of uh, responding to their need. Now they'll be able to own it from the beginning. Even the ownership by the, by the local, local, uh, local authorities now, together with the citizens, we'll be able to own it and sustain it. But when we say that this project, we are going to implement the project without the involvement of those stakeholders. Now, the project will finish and the results of the project will finish by the time the project stops. So, the, my, my advice would be, like, let's begin from the planning, understand the need, 
Sometimes we go to address the effect instead of addressing the cause. So it's, it's good uh, to have a sustainability strategy in place when you are implementing your project and be able to, uh, to see that the community is having the buying of your project so that it will be sustained and be owned. So that will help us to, to have the project sustainability. Uh, maybe on our side, I would say uh, one of the key things that we need to see from our partner is the uh, sustainability strategy that is key for us because in maybe five years, uh, Irish government would decide to have no more relationship in, with, the, with, the, with the Tanzanian government and they would decide to close and go off, which is something that we, we are not thinking for, uh, as in maybe will not happen, but you never know. Relationships, you know, they can end any time. But what we always want to ensure is our partner have sustainability strategy, where when donors end, these projects still remain with their community. Indigenous own those projects. They own, if they're doing advocacy, they empower community to still keep on the moving, to, you know, to still take up the movement, to still you know, push the agenda, even if the donors are not there. But we have to empower our local communities, our local women, our local youth, you know, so that if when the donor goes, and the project ends should not be the end of, of, of everything. So they have to make sure that they have a sustainability strategy that is of a reality where they empower community, local community, and those will be the owner of the project. And they will you know, be able to push things forward when the donors and the assistance is gone. So that's I, what we have. I have an example that specifically reflecting on my project. We uh, Pima project in Norwegian People's Aid Rwanda. We the, our partners are implementing community scorecard. Community scorecard is a civic engagement tool that brings together the citizens discussing their own issues affecting their communities, and now they do interface with the local leaders to address those issues. And those that can't be addressed, they are, uh, they are elevated to another level for policymakers to, to discuss how those issues can be solved. So before when we were implementing this project, there was civil society created spaces where uh, the, the, they were being moderated by, uh, by community and matters, but in support of our civil society partners with citizens. But later in uh, saying that, but how is this sustainable? Now we we created a new model of shifting from the civil society created spaces to government created spaces. And these government created spaces are community cell assemblies because it's a government forum where citizens can meet to discuss with their leaders. Now we shifted this community scorecard in government created space so that by the time, even when the project is not there, these people can still interface, these communities can still interface with their leaders mm. and this will be a solution mm. that is very sustainable. So I, I do advise that all the projects mm. in the beginning should be looking at the, at the sustainability <coughs> strategy so they know that by the time uh, we phase out our project or uh, the funding stops, how can we go uh, ahead with the project to keep bene benefiting the communities. <coughs>
thank you guys so much for sharing um i just like to say good luck with all the work that you do hopefully you. you achieve success in all the projects that you do um always welcome again to tcdc's podcast if there's anything else you're doing out there that you want to let us know about mm. um and Marianne, any final words you want to say? Yeah, follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> and, and maybe one, one last thing I should remind uh, our project planners. Mm-hmm. They should be able to identify risks. Okay. Risks are very important because there is no project that has no, no risks. risks. Yeah. So risk mitigation, risk strategy should be in place so that they can be able to identify what kind of risks are there and how are they going to, you know, do away with them so that's that will be my last advice and sustainability and sustainability thank you should be the key sorry so do you feel that this this saying that goes around that the bigger the risk the more successful the the project will be does it work yeah and we should take risk and we should be risk takers if we are not risk takers we are not going to succeed all entrepreneurs are the risk takers the most biggest risk takers and that's why they succeed so if you want to succeed Take risk. And a bigger one. And a bigger one. Okay. It's even better. <laughs> Thank you, Balaja and John. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you very this. much. Uh... <laughs>